everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Realty on Self Love. My name is Simkiwe and I am your gracious host for this episode. Today I am speaking to Kaho Sol. Kaho Sol is a multimedia creative and storyteller. His work is mainly expressed through fashion and poetry, where his poetry is landscaped in a lens that writes through the memory of oppression and how that oppression shapes and affects his intersectionality today. On the lighter side of his creativity, he is a YouTuber, thrift store owner, and fashion influencer who talks about everything pop culture and queer talks on his channel. Oh, hi, Kaho. Welcome to the Real Team Self Love. Thank you so much for having me. Today is all about money, 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 seen as you are quite a business person yourself. I am a business. You are a business. Kako is the brand. Now, before we begin, I'd like to ask what are your pronouns? My pronouns are he, them. What are yours? Mine are she, her. Perfect. Thank you. Now, first question is, what does money mean to you? How do you define money? Money. Money to me is a tool, right? I define money as a tool because with it, you can do so much. And without it, you can't do so much. And so for me, money is a tool for access. What is your relationship with money? Oh, girl, I love money. What do you mean? My relationship with money is a very, I would like to say healthy one. At my young age, I have developed means to generate money mm-hmm. and means to share that money. You know, I think money is, yeah, is meant to be used for personal and other good. And so I try to vote. What makes your relationship with money a healthy relationship? What makes it healthy is that I don't seek to make money be the end goal, right? Money is just a vehicle. And Mm. so what makes it healthy? I don't make it. And maybe it's because of my age and maybe it's because I've still got the cushion of comfortability at home. But I don't make it the be all end all. Mm. When I can make money, I do make money. And when I can't, I remind myself that I can't. And so I shouldn't feel bad about not being able to, right? I think that's what makes it healthy. So when you say that you at your young age have like such a really nice and healthy relationship with money, a lot of people, even older generations don't have that outlook on money. For them, it's I need it now, today. It becomes almost, it, it becomes very toxic. Why do you say that people have this sort of like animosity towards money? Money is a very taboo conversation, right? Because of how society is structured and the, the doors that money opens. Without mm. money, a lot of doors are closed for certain people. And therefore, a lot of the access that comes with it and the prestige and the titles that come with being in those spaces, you don't have them because mm. you don't have the money Right. Mm. And therefore now people start to formulate this toxic relationship where money becomes a necessity. And I'm not saying money is not a necessity. What I am saying though is it shouldn't be beyond and above who you are at that moment. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't make it 
bigger than you are. How have you cultivated this relationship with money and this outlook for money? Cha, I started making money from a very young age, right? So when I first moved into my entrepreneurial endeavors, which was around 15, 16, it had spawned from, I was getting an allowance of 50 rand a month at 15, right? And when I moved uh, schools, right? Because I went to two all boys schools. When I moved schools, I experienced a completely different reality in terms of money. The mm-hmm. people who were in my school had money, right? And I had 50 rand a month. So there was a difference, right? And it was visible. Mm-hmm. And so from the conversations I had had with my family, um, just in general about money and how money shouldn't be a taboo in our family and how when you have money, it should be both for self and others. I was like, okay, let me start with self and then we'll get to others. Mm-hmm. And I started I I started an eyewear brand called Levijo and mm-hmm. we ran that for just under two years. And from that, I learned how much excess money gave me because once I had the money, then I could expand my offering. And it went mm-hmm. from being just eyewear to being accessories. And I was like, oh wait, on top of accessories, let's do this and let's do that. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I can be a stylist. People need jewelry. I'll be a jewelry stylist. And it kept doing this and doing this, like mm. building, right? And now, I mean, I had other businesses in between, but now I run a thrift store and I attribute that thrift store to that. Okay. Because you see the money giving the access to the growth. So we have the the visual, we have the thrift store, and we have the styling in between. Can you get us more specifically how does Gahosol make their money? How Gahosol makes their money? I <laughs> um so I, I I try by all means to explore all avenues of my creativity, right? Uh, I think as a society, we're so focused on people being niche focused. And as a person, I'm not niche focused. I'm mm. multidimensional and intersectional. And mm. so my dad used to be a photographer. And so from a young age, he would like get into documenting and photography, right? I would see that from him. And so it kind of became a, um, a skill that was passed down. And so on the side, I sometimes do photography and then I will style and then I'll be a YouTuber and maybe, you know, get some sponsorships and campaigns on that platform. Mm. It, it's really just about which creative avenue is. It's the right one. Yeah. Now, a lot of people find it very scary to go into entrepreneurship because then it's, is anyone going to buy what I want? Is there a market for what I'm selling? How do I begin to do the research? How do I get the capital? Where did you find the confidence to just go for it and do it? I'm young. I have nothing to lose, right? Mm. I had to tell myself that. I started by saying, I, I guess the privilege is that I still have the comfortability of being at home, right? And so I don't need to make money to survive. I make money because I want to learn how to use it and obviously expand my network. But it's not a necessity at the moment, mm. you know? If everything were to stop today, it's not like I'd be out on the street. And so for me, it was about recognizing that, that yeah. this comfortability yeah. is not forever, 
right at some point you will have to leave and when you leave you don't want to start at point zero right mm. and so i just had to tell myself that and i'm young i can fail i've had like probably four businesses fail but i'm here you know yeah how do you lift yourself up after you fail because a lot of people they'll get knocked down and they'll stay down because what's the point i might as well just go and make money the conventional way of get the degree get the job and then do it like that because it's been working for so many people i tried this i failed how do you get up from failing i think the most important thing to acknowledge when money is involved especially through entrepreneurship is that not everyone can be an entrepreneur right that's not mm. how society is structured i mean there is a organizational push to teach people the skills to be an entrepreneur but at some point it, it becomes intrinsic right mm. and for me i learned that it was intrinsic when i had to stop my eyewear brand right because the market didn't want for that anymore and i'm mm. like okay you've gone from enjoying this income to no income and the entrepreneur brain in me said what's next some people mm. don't have what's next you know it's this ended and it failed and or it was successful for its time and that's where it ends whereas me i was like <laughs> my success is only on the you know it's only on the come up mm. and so i picked myself up by reminding myself that failure is not permanent right and failure is a chance to to explore new things and mm. more longevity things and so yeah as long as i'm alive there will be something i can do and if that's what i do. if you don't have that um cushion of being young to fall back on how do you then gain that confidence to say i'll try again i'll do it again you know what i've learned in um what i've learned in in being me and doing what i do i've learned that everything has to happen in its own time Right? Mm. I am not above what the universe has for me. And I may want it now, but the universe has only scheduled it for five years or three mm. years. And so, for example, when I started my channel, right, I never wanted to be a YouTuber, right? I started it because a lot of people told me, oh my God, you could do this, right? And I believed them. And I had every right to believe them because I had seen it be done in my family too, mm. right? And for the first year on YouTube, I just explored everything. Those numbers, but what did I do? I continued because I was still finding what worked for me. And yeah. now I'm in my second year of being a YouTuber and I'm seeing what works for me. And I tap into that and I work with that. Someone mm. would have stopped when the numbers were not correctly seeing to what they were exploring. Mm. And I said, but maybe that's just not me. And now that I've found something that I think it's me, the growth is starting to show with it. Mm. And so, yeah, that's now, me. Everything has to happen at the same time. Yeah. And I want to find out from you, do you, especially when you speak about your experience through your YouTube channel, do you find that you need to create something that people want? So sort of as full up a gap in the market, or do you create your own market? Both, right? I often say that people can't, I don't compete with people because they're not me, right? Mm. And so I offer something unique and that's being the hustle. And mm. so when I do see something that is trendy and you know correlates with who I am as a person, I have no issue 
you know, joining that trend. We're human and we're allowed to join trends. But mm. at the heart of my creativity, it has to be authentically me. And if it means being original, then that's what it's going to be. So I try to find the balance, especially because I'm still starting out, you know, and I'm building with yeah. people. And so we build together what works, what doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. How do you find yourself in that balance where you're not getting lost in completely fulfilling what the market wants but then you're also not just completely going on your own when no one's there anymore uh you know there's this saying that says which is the definition of right we are people because of other people and so i think any um any career field any avenue any exploration of creativity only exists because people believe in you and journey with you right mm. and so i know that and i have to constantly remind myself that if the people don't watch there is no creativity to share really right because mm. you can do it but then what's the end goal right? yeah and so i always constantly remind myself that while you cater to your own needs also remember you've got the needs of the audience that supports you and somewhere on that journey they intersect and yeah. i always try to find that sweet spot Sometimes it doesn't happen. And mm. sometimes you go on the complete tangent and you post what you want and people don't relate to it and therefore don't support it. And even that's okay because yeah. for that piece of content that's what you wanted and that fulfilled your soul. And sometimes you do what the girls want and you know it has to be a balancing act. Of both. I've realized that, and especially like older generations, we're so secretive about money, how much we have in the accounts, how much we spend there and there and there. Why is so much secrecy about money? And how do we almost solve this? Well, how do we maneuver around the secrecy about money? Like I get being private, but we're now becoming too secret. Side note. I really wish I would have gone on Instagram live so people can hear this. I really <laughs> but this is what it is. Um money is such a taboo conversation, mm. right? And 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 rightfully, not rightfully so, but understandably so because yeah. you even see it in corporate, right, where your contract says you cannot discuss your income because different people get paid different amounts. and different often times results in insecurity right mm. and so the question is how do i what about money how do you become private about money or that becoming secret ah uh, with me i don't hide the fact that i can make money right mm. all my friends know that money is not a taboo conversation and it even starts with small things hey kako I know we're supposed to do lunch tomorrow but I don't got the money. Right? Mm. That's an honest. You don't have to tell me the figure in your account. I don't have to question the genuineness of your statement. I just know that if Simpua is saying that she can't come, she can't come. Yeah. And that's because when I have a, re- a healthy relationship on the conversation about money, money. right? Yes. Fact that we make money. We don't even have to disclose the numbers that we make. Mm. We just know you hustle in your own way and i hustle in my own way and you know it's a reality and it's the truth we're not going to make the same amount of money mm. that reality doesn't exist mm. and so it's about people acknowledging that simbu and i are different we're in different industries and different industries pay different amounts and you know 
Yeah. And that's what is the role that money plays in your personal relationships? Money. Yeah. My personal relationships. Same me, same me, same me. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh holds one. I'll tell you why for a second. I just need to to breathe quickly. <laughs> okay, I'm back. The girl's back. The girl is back. And I'll tell you why I needed to breathe for mm. that second. Right? Money, like we've said, is such a taboo conversation. Right? And because money is not taboo to me, mm. it affects my my relationships with people because it's taboo to them. Right? And because money is taboo to other people and it's not taboo to me, oftentimes I find that in my personal relationships, there's a disconnect, right? Mm. Because I will tell you when there is money and I'll tell you when there isn't money because that's just how honest conversation works. I don't have to put up a front to act like I've always got money, right? But people don't want that. People don't want to be vulnerable. And I'm saying, actually, there's strength in vulnerability. Mm. And it, it affects a lot, right? But luckily for me, I have cultivated a friendship space that understands that, right? Mm. That understands that, no, 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 no. There is no animosity, <laughs> yeah, right? If you want to go to Thailand, you tell me you want to go to Thailand. And I'm going to do the best I can to get us to Thailand, right? Mm. And when I can't, I'll show you. And when I can, I will show you. And so, yeah, in terms of my close friendships, it, it, it's, not a, it's not an issue like that. In terms of romantic personal relationships, it affects a lot because not only am I young, mm. but I also have a bit of financial independence, right? Mm. And people who may be older or come from different backgrounds have no um, relatability or reference to that life, right? Mm. And therefore, become, for lack of a better term, they become intimidated, right? And yeah so it affects it in that way but i've tried to cultivate an honest space in every relationship mm. that i have money because at the end of the day money makes the world go round like <laughs> you know do you in your honest opinion from your own experience do you think that it's possible for people while well, in any form of personal relationship to have a relationship if they're not financially on the same plane i mean it, it, it's it's definitely an interesting dynamic right yeah because money uh i i personally believe that money is a form of requirement in relationship but okay. your question is okay we understand that money is required but can yeah. people of two different income brackets uh, be in a relationship and i think they can right yeah. i think people of different income brackets can be in a relationship but it, it requires a lot of honest conversation. And I make oh. mentions honest conversation because I believe that conversation is so freeing. Like conversation is so, once we've had that awkward initial conversation, there's no space for awkwardness anymore. Yeah. Right? And so if you and I are in a relationship and you bring, you know, A, B, C, and I only bring A, mm. it's about you and I having that conversation, Oguti. 
we we are in a relationship together yeah and i believe that people should do the best of what they have mm. and so if me giving you half a is my best and you giving me a and b is your best then we're we're bringing the same thing to the table because we're bringing equal effort yeah right and so i believe that yeah how do you open up that conversation on money in your relationships both platonic and romantic and even your family relationship how do i open up about money mm. romantically and economically and socially in general yes i mm, i don't know it just happens him mm. it just happens because because spaces require money and we're in spaces uh the money has to be a conversation. Oh, you don't want to go to this restaurant because it's too expensive? Okay, I understand that. That's a conversation. Yeah. You know? Um so it the conversation oftentimes brings itself up. The difference with me though is I then engage it, right? So mm. how most people operate is oh, you you can't afford that restaurant. Okay, let's choose something else. And for me it's like Okay, let's choose something else, but let's also see can you not afford it now or can you not afford it in general? Right? Mm. We have those conditions so that we can place our expectations in according the right places. You mm. know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And how do you from your cuz once again at a very young age you found yourself quite financially independent relative to your age. How do you deal then with people who either aim are coming to you to try and get off any residual cash they can or be coming to you on the pretense that I too also have money I can also hang on Gaho but when Gaho says let's go to Santon you don't have it anymore So how do I deal with that Yes um real recognizes real right I work for my money uh-huh. I put in the sweat for my money and so I don't have to front with my money mm. right when i have it i have it and you see the sweat mm. and when i don't have it you may see the sweat of a different type of labor that just didn't pay me but i don't lie about it so when yeah. people try come to me with the pretense that they can match me you're definitely going to feel a lot because i i don't match me i do what i can when i can yes. you know i don't always present gahonina with money i don't present that person but when i can mm-hmm. i will and when i can't i'll present gahonina with you know the uncut hair and the old shirt <laughs> that you're seeing now that's who i'll present mm. so when you come and you and you kind of lie about who you are you're only fooling yourself because when i can i will yeah. and that just may not align with you and when i can you may not not because you don't have it but because you're lying yeah you see you can't keep it yeah mm-hmm. and for those who are only hanging around because you know they think they can get some residual cash out of gaho how do you deal with that people who come in into my life hoping to get the crumbs <laughs> of my labor yeah how do i deal with them i don't <laughs> i don't deal with them you know they say They say feed the pigeons the crumbs and if there are crumbs to be fed I will give it to them you know because like I said you will never be me right mm. and so I'll never be you and so if you're coming here with the pretense of I want friendship but the end goal is money 
when I then say, let's take our money and go to Dubai, and you can't, then you're going to be placed accordingly because you lied. Mm. You know? Yes. You're no longer just going to head up to do the things I want to do because you can't do it. But yeah. not that you can't do it because you lied about it. That's, yes. Your intentions yeah. were not pure. Exactly. So I don't, people can't compete where they don't compare. And that's just how I navigate life, honestly. Repeat that again, please. Turn it again. I said, uh-huh. and for everybody in the back, for everybody who didn't hear me, I said people cannot compete where they do not compare. And so I, I'm worried about nobody who, who you know, come in here to have crumbs. I ain't worried about them. See, that day, that day, that's the real team right there. That's how we do all of this. That's how we do all of this. Now, where do you see your financial journey taking you? Oh, darling, my financial journey is taking me on a road of, of liberation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, with money, we've said comes access, but with access also comes freedom, mm-hmm. right? And I hope that money grants me that freedom. I've recently discovered that I, I love exploring and traveling, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping and I'm working you see, because it's one thing to hope, but another thing to also work. I'm hoping and working towards having the type of money that affords me the access to the freedom I want. Right? Mm. I don't believe that I have to be a super billionaire. I don't believe that I have to be able to buy islands. I just want to be able to live my cute fantasy lifestyle with, mm-hmm. you know, the people I love, the person who loves me, mm. and be comfortable. You know, I think comfort in money is what I'm striving for. I'm not striving for excess, for excess. You know, I give it yeah. Yeah. To be full, disgustingly rich. I just want to be comfortable. There was one thing that you said there that you said you're not just wanting, but you're also working. And we're living in a new, mm. new age where those white candles are seeing everywhere, people manifesting this, this, and this, but no one's actually getting up to go get it. What mm. wires in your brain that says, it's not enough for me just to want it. How do you get yourself to wake up every morning to say, I need to work for what I want? It's, it's by seeing people not do it, right? Mm. The honesty of the conversation is people are blueprints, right? And our engagements with them uh, are our roadmaps on how we can navigate our life. And so the reason why motivational speakers are motivational speakers and have success is because they share their journey so that you don't make the same mistakes they make. Mm. And so I try by every opportunity I get to see the roadmap in people. And Mm. that's not to say that I use people for for their success or their failure. It's to say that we all have a journey, right? And if you are at the next step of my journey and I'm trying to get there, why would I not come to you for insight? Yeah. Why would I, not, you know, mm. use that resource because it's at my disposal? I, I don't believe that as people, we're self-made, right? There's people who come before us. Yeah. And they've done it and some have failed. And you're going to be one of the two. Yeah. And you're more like the one who succeeds by learning from the ones who succeeded than mm. by trying to do it alone. Mm. Now, do you... Would you say that money motivates what you do or what you do motivates how you get money? Oh, oh, <laughs> that's a good question. 
I like that question. So, does money motivate me to do what I do? Or does what I do motivate the type of money I want? Mm-hmm. Ah, I think it's a bit of both. But to give you a more definite answer, and I'm going to go back to the age thing. Yeah. I have tons to explore what I want, right? Mm. I, I, I haven't graduated. And so I can't walk into a corporate office and be like, hey, give me a job, right? <laughs> the, the alternative to my creativity is the absolute, yeah, you'll work a nine to five in a chair, in a whatever. But I haven't gotten to that point, yeah. right? So now I have the chance and the opportunity to explore my creativity and the mm. extent of its income. And then I, when I do reach the point where I've graduated and can walk into corporate, then have a reference of the type of money that either offers, mm. you know? Yeah. And then I can an informed decision. Mm. But for now, for now, I try to explore my creativity, but I'm also not you know i think a, a common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is mm, i'm not to say this it, it's going full heart into something that they're just trying out I, I i acknowledge that money is needed to be an entrepreneur yeah and so i apply for for you know nine to five jobs as well so yeah. they can fund my creativity <laughs> so that we can get to the point where it's the nine to five itself mm. i do that and I think people also need to recognize that these two things have to work, you know, hand in yeah. hand. You can be an entrepreneur, but where's the capital going to come from if you're not working? Yeah. yeah. Not all of us so, can just get angel investors. We need to... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Now, what have you learned about money that you wish you knew back then? What have I learned about money mm-hmm. that I wish I knew back then? Back then being what? When I started? Back then when you started. Back then when you were younger than you are now. Girl, back then I'm even young, being... No, back then even being last year. Back then even being two days ago. <laughs> you know what I've learned? I've learned that the money is there. Right? Mm. And don't be afraid to ask for it i have uh i'm still i'm still you know on my journey for for content creation and influencing but i have learned that if you think you're worth 10k charge them 10k and if they believe you're worth 10k they will give you 10k right before i used to think price yourself at at a palatable rate right so that you can show the job and Mm. i'm learning but i know what i bring and I am who I am because I am who I am. Mm. So when I price you at that price, it's because I believe that I'm worth that you're worthy for that price. Okay. Exactly. It reminds me of what um, Chris Jenner said: If you hear a no, you're speaking to the wrong people. Hmm. Move on and speak to the right people then. It now it's all about consistency and. Yeah. Mm. Mm. See, so we like to do our research here, right? We like to not only take from our guests, but we like to give to them too. We're trying new things here, okay? And there's 
A book I read a while back, and I've been saying to so many people that this book is wow. It's called um, Ooh Something Babylon, but I haven't. I just don't remember it. And I wanted to share with you the laws of money. That the richest man in Babylon. That's what it's called. And these are the seven the laws of money that were written way back when when babylon was like the it that it used to be okay i just want to leave these with you just to say a little thank you here at the real team so the first one is start thy purse to fattening control thy expenditures make thy gold multiply guard thy treasures from loss make of thy dwelling a profitable investment ensure a future income and lastly increase thy ability to earn like the law of gravity they are universal and unchanging mm. Mm. and it, it, it's, it's beautiful and thank you so much for sharing that because it ties in perfectly with one of our concluding points that people are roadmaps mm. right and the same journey they walked you could work you could work mm. as well and so Thank you. You right. I, I, I'm I'm motivated now to go start my next business venture. I don't know what business venture it's gonna be, but oh, I don't know yet. Because of the real people, I will I will figure it out. And Gaho, you are my friend. I need to say this personally. You are blessed. Mm-hmm. You are favored, and you are highly flavored. And we appreciate you being here with us today. I appreciate you giving me the spotlight to talk about it. And on a personal note, yeah. I am proud of the work that you do. Thank so, you. Yes, to us making more money while maintaining self-love and yes, you know, yes, keeping it real. Keeping it real. 